0: A lot of a lot of great responses to my first podcast about the Anunnaki or the Anunnaki, however, you want to say it. And anyway, uh, there's a lot of questions because the story is pretty, uh, pretty elaborate. You know, it's an elaborate story about something that may have happened way back in our past. So, uh they also, the Anunnaki, or the Anunnaki, had a description of uh, how the Earth uh, came about. The Earth was formed. Uh, the, the planet they say they came from, Nibiru, uh, is on a another orbit. Uh, that only comes around every 360 years close to the Earth. And... Takes a long time for that to come around. Well, anyway, and one of the trips around, it, it, it orbits in a different orbit than the rest of our planets do. It's in a wholly different opposite. So it crosses into our, uh, our orbits of our planets, which is dangerous because if it comes in there, it can interfere with our orbits. Anyway... One of, uh, their story says that one of that in one of their passes that uh, one of their moons of their of their planet crashed into the Earth, uh, taking a large chunk out of the Earth, and that chunk uh, is now the Pacific Ocean. Believe it or not, if you look at the globe, it looks like the uh, Pacific Ocean is a big chunk out of the side of the planet, uh, if you see it that way, I don't know. Anyway, and the uh, uh, the rest of the chunks are circula- circulating around in what they call the asteroid belt is what the uh, result of the collision between Nibiru's moon and the uh, earth uh, all these theories have been investigated by our astronomers and stuff And one astronomer years ago thought he had a target of Nibiru on a telescope, that he had to travel to some special location in order to set up his telescope see where Nibiru was. And claims he was just about to claim, you know, tell the story of Nibiru when he died uh, a little mysteriously. So, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories revolving around all this stuff. That's one of them that uh, they knocked off the scientists that, that found uh, Nibiru. The uh, anyway, they still have uh, uh, astronomers wondering about uh, a force that's, that's uh, pushing on our uh, gravitation uh, at this time. That they're not sure where it's coming from. So well, the possibility there might be another planet out there in a different evolution Evil, not evolution, but revolution. Uh, so anyway, the You gotta wonder, you know, why do these these Sumerian tablets have this all written down and what kind of imagination did they have if they're making it up Uh, is it mythology that was passed down to them by early, early, early earlier civilizations before 1200 BC and supposedly the Anunnaki came you know, 475,000 years before that, so they've been supposedly ruling the earth for a long time not by themselves, there's rumors that other uh, ancient astronauts from different places have visited us. Uh, you have to uh, take into consideration the, uh, the, the lo- elongated skull, small red-headed people that have been found in South America. And this is just the possibility that different ancient aliens have visited Earth in the past 5 million years or whatever you want to, how far you want to go back. So anyway, we are like a a mutt or some kind of, uh, they call us a uh, mix of all these different influences that have happened to us over the years. So, it's a a crazy, crazy story to consider. But, it was written in the earliest tablets. These guys are writing and forming civilizations so far back that it seems outrageous to begin with. Uh, They know, they knew astronomy details past the... Planets that we know today, we're only discovering things that they knew already. So, how could that be? All right. I mentioned in an earlier podcast that uh, uh, that the astronauts from Nibiru that came to earth were Enki and Enlil, two half brothers, uh, with different personalities. Supposedly Enki was, a uh, more liberal type and, uh, Enlil was more militaristic and, uh, cutthroat. Uh, at one point, uh, when the slaves were rebelling in the gold mines, the uh, uh, the word came to Enlil, and he just said, "Why don't you just shoot a couple of them, and uh, this way they'll they'll get the point and get back in there and start digging." Anki, uh, uh, you know, didn't have that kind of approach, and uh, which led to him, you know, discussing the possibility of uh, cloning and working with DNA to create a uh, a worker force that would mine the gold mines uh, with a little to increase the amount of gold that they needed, because they needed more gold. The reason for the gold, according to them, is that uh, their atmosphere was being damaged by the sun. And if they Emitted gold dust into their atmosphere that it would, it would uh, cool the planet so that the sun wouldn't burn it up. Uh, it's, no, it's a known fact by NASA and you know astronauts today that gold is a great reflector. Yeah, it's used in uh, the telescopes that we we launch up there to protect the. Uh, Telescope from being burned up by the sun. So, it's pretty interesting that they're talking about this. Again, 12,000 years ago, they're talking about this. This is the freaky part of this whole story. Uh, So, so you got these two characters, Enlil, who's supposed to be in charge of Earth, (laughs) things happening on Earth. Because back on uh, Nibiru is uh, Anu, who was supposedly the king of all of Nibiru. And back on Nibiru, you know, they had their own troubles uh, with uh, uh, their people there. And uh, they seem to claim that they got there. Uh, information about how to run things from uh, their god, a single god I believe. But anyway, uh, the whole idea of multiple gods comes around because the uh, different kingships that were set up on earth, the different civilizations they, they claim they were gods or, demigods, meaning, uh, gods that lived on Earth. So, they, uh, that makes them, they, I guess, feared by the, uh, by the worker groups, and they live in a big castles that they built for themselves, and the name of those castles were Igarats, I- Igorats and, uh, they were uh, great builders and architects of, uh, you know, making stuff out in the desert out of stone. And, uh, that's supposedly where they landed, was uh, in the desert, you know, near the, the, the two rivers. Uh, the Euphrates and the, the Nile River. And supposedly it was plush you know, uh, around those rivers and they use the rivers, they seem to have uh, flotation and boats and they supposedly had aircraft so they could move around the whole world. That might be why we're uh have evidence of their building fo- in many different continents. because uh, after the flood Enki uh you know dispensed uh people to different continents to try to re-educate them and teach them about civilization. And a lot of your uh, uh, ancient mythology from all these different continents point to that fact that some tall white people showed up and taught them a lot of things and they worshipped them. So, make of it what you may, but that may have been what happened. The clay tablets mention that Adam was the first, uh, you know, DNA clone, you know, creation that they made to uh, mine, mine the gold mines. Uh, so that's the Adam and Eve story, and they also had a area that they called. Uh, the Garden of Eden, which was basically a uh, plush, plush area where they did their DNA stuff. Created these. Uh, actually, there was a lot of trial and error. They were breeding different uh, species, doing some crazy things. They created some some things they didn't want to create, and uh, you know had to uh, deal with that. Uh, they got wiped out, you know, as mistakes, so now we, uh, we got the, uh, same Adam and Eve story, you got the same Genesis story, you got the a different, uh, creation of Earth story, uh, but all the, uh, the stories are very similar, so, uh. There's the fact is that there were Jewish priests uh, enslaved in Samaria uh, and they supposedly knew of this uh, this mythology that came from Samaria. This not only in Samaria but Babylon and uh, uh, was another location that they were familiar with. The, Play tablet story or this alternative story, if you want to call it, but the uh, the stories are so similar it's hard to believe they you know are not uh, plagiarized. <laughs> so the uh, the slaves that were Jewish and escaped from Samaria uh, end up being the priests that write the, uh, the Bible, the Old Testament. And they use a lot of the same stories, but they put a spin on it, and, uh, maybe soften it up because it was so unbelievable. Anyway, uh... about nuclear weapons Zachariah Sitchin says that uh, in some of his books that the Anunnaki uh, had some kind of uh, nuclear type of weapon that they could use uh, they had the ideas of uh, causing floods by dropping nukes into uh, volcanoes and uh, supposedly scorched earth and giant holes in the earth in different locations that look like they might have been caused by a nuclear explosion. Uh, nuclear explosions, you know, leave traces of radiation and certain types of glass and stuff. That, you can tell that a nuclear weapon was used, uh, which brings to life, you know, maybe the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, where the, uh, the hybrids that the Anunnaki had created were getting out of hand and multiplying too much and wreaking havoc and rebelling against the Anunnaki, so they, uh, they nuked them, and, uh, and the story of, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah uh, the description of people being frozen in place and turning into stone and stuff kind of similar to what happens when you set off a, a nuclear weapon and all the uh, buildings were were demolished all in one shot down to the earth and they see you know remnants of that in the uh, areas in, Wherever I'm not sure where it is. But also, the Tower of Babel was supposed to be uh, maybe a launching pad for a rocket that the uh, that the hybrids had gotten all the information on how to build a, uh, a rocket from the Anunnaki, and the Anunnaki didn't like that idea, so they they took down the Tower of, of Babel. And there's talk that they had some kind of weapon that had to do with sound. Uh, there's evidence. I mean, there's stories in the Bible talking about how they uh, uh, different places were taken down by by sound, uh, some kind of sound weapon. and a lot of their, uh, wall carvings, you know, show them, uh, you know, in they're carrying, uh, a little bag in their hands, and I'm not sure what that's all about, and some kind of, uh, uh another thing in their hands that looks like a pine cone or, uh, they say it looks like a penile gland. Uh, but they have them in many of their uh carvings. Uh and uh, and different continents have seen this little bag they carry around with them. And not sure what was, that was all about, but they do claim that they brought uh special kind of wheat that grew in mountainous areas to uh feed the populations over there, let's say a rare, a rare wheat that is um, not like wheats in different continents and able to grow wheat in mountainous areas, and they may have brought their own cattle and uh, horses and stuff that they mm, cultivated. Uh they also brought fruit uh they say they brought fruit, and that's one of the uh main sources of fruit throughout the continents comes out of that area and a lot of uh, our culture is similar. To the one they set up there. <coughs> There's uh, stories of the Anunnaki uh, ingesting uh, gold powder in a powder form to live for uh, longevity's sake. And they, uh, Used to ingest this the gold powder. Another uh, thing is that uh, gold is uh, in the powdered form. And it's kind of it's anti-gravitation. I mean, you put it on a scale, and instead of the scale going down where the powder is, the scale goes up. It's uh, anti-gravitational, and it's in its certain form. But I don't know if we were able to create that form of gold dust for some reason. But just like uh, the Chinese had their ideas that mercury was uh, a similar mm, mineral or whatever you want to call it uh, that could be ingested and make you live forever. Yeah. Uh... India and China, uh, very interesting countries uh, in history. Obviously, China goes way back, and India goes way back. Uh, they have stories of uh, flying crafts that they were able to use uh, before the flood. Uh, somehow, well, technology gets. Wiped out in the flood, and you know how to how to recreate the technology lost for hundreds and hundreds of years, till we recreated it. Uh, maybe we're hundreds of years behind the uh, Anunnaki in our development, but right now we're able to do a lot of these things that they had already supposedly done, and we don't uh, see them as being capable, but. The evidence shows that they may have very well been capable of uh, doing things maybe that we can't do. Supposedly they're moving these huge rocks around using sound or some kind of uh, anti-gravity device, rocks that you would need gigantic machinery to do and we would have trouble moving them right now especially. Uh, from where the quarry was to where the building occurred was a long ways and how did they move the rocks and all that was it poured cement all those rocks they may have had a, some form of poured cement and that once finished is perfect and looks like a rock but maybe it is poured cement somehow